Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 22 of Revelation chapter 22. We're going to be reading verse 18. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And I'll stop reading there. Now, uh, God here is giving a verse that has been extremely helpful to the people of God all throughout the New Testament era. And the reason it's been very helpful has been because with the completion of the book of Revelation, God completed the Bible. He finished writing his grand work of Scripture. The whole volume of the book was um, finalized once the last word of the book of Revelation was penned, as God moved the Apostle John to write it down. Then the Bible was complete. The Bible that God began with Moses some um, 1,500 or so years earlier as, as God moved Moses to write the first five books called the Pentateuch. And as the Lord moved all the prophets of the Old Testament to, to write as they did, and as he moved the New Testament writers, the Apostle Paul, to write many epistles, and, and uh, Luke to write the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts, and, and Peter to write the epistles of First and Second Peter, and so forth, as, and John to write the epistles of John, and now, finally, the book of Revelation, which would put the closing words, the closing chapter to the Bible. And in the last chapter of this last book, it's the 66th book of the Bible, and this book of Revelation has 22 chapters. This is chapter 22, and almost the very last verse, there's just a three verses after this, but right towards the end of the last chapter of the last book of the Bible, God says, I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. And the Bible is a prophetic book. It, it's called the, the, the prophecy. The whole Bible is a prophecy. And that's why when God's people declare the things the Bible says, they are prophesying. I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. And in this case, the word heareth is not um, pointing to those that hear spiritually, although God's people do hear the words of the Bible spiritually, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. God has granted them spiritual ears to hear. But in this case, he's talking to everyone who hears 
the the uh, reading of the Bible in the form that God wrote it, with the words that God wrote down. The the prophecy of this book is the very words that we have before us. And if anyone hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, add unto these things, that is, from the book of Genesis, through the book of Revelation, and all in between, is the word of God. It is divine revelation that comes forth out of the mouth of God. It is holy. It is a holy book. It is a holy communication to mankind. And it it is unlike anything else ever written in the world, or ever would be written. And no man, this is what God is saying, no man now is permitted to add unto these things, to add unto these words. That, of course, it's always been true that man was never to add to the word of God while the book was being compiled. And occasionally God would um, would let this be known in Deuteronomy chapter 4. And this would be at the beginning when he gave um, initial revelation to Moses. And, and Moses was the one God used to write Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy, the first five books. And, and, and God had Moses write in Deuteronomy 4 verse 2, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you. And, and that helps to define what these things in Revelation 22.18 is referring to. You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of Jehovah your God which I command you. Do not add unto the word. And, and, and of course, that applied to all men while God was compiling the Bible. Because the Bible is God's word. It, it is his book. It's not any, just anybody's book. Nobody can, can come along and, and contribute a, a chapter or contribute a, a verse or contribute a word or a jot or a tittle. Because it's God's word. God will determine what will go into his book, it will come forth from him and no one else. And and that's why there, there was such a thing as a false prophet in the Old Testament days who would say, well, I heard from God. God has told me, as we see especially in the book of Jeremiah, there, there were men that said contrary to God, God said that Judah would be uh, judged and destroyed by Babylon and go into captivity and and men rose up who went contrary to that uh, commandment of God and said not so or said that uh, the captivity would return shortly and and so forth and yet 
those things were not from God. And they were adding to the Word of God, the Bible. And there's always been uh, people who develop their religions. They develop their kind of gospel. And they have sought to add to the Bible. And yet God says again in Proverbs, and uh, he, he, he makes a statement in Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Only God was permitted to add to the scripture while the Bible was being put together. Um, as, as we read in Jeremiah 36, and in this chapter, God shows us how he would move a prophet of old to declare certain things and, and would order them, command them to write it down. Uh, and uh, Jeremiah had a scroll and it, it found its way to the king of Judah and the king of Judah burned the roll. He, he, he dared to burn the word of God. And, and actually, uh, it's a, uh, exactly what many people do in their hearts. They despise the Word of God. They want to destroy it and get rid of it. But, of course, God was unfazed by this and says in Jeremiah 36, verse 32, uh, he commanded Jeremiah to write it again. Then took Jeremiah another roll and gave it to Barak the scribe, the son of Neriah, who wrote therein from the mouth of Jeremiah... All the words of the book which Jehoiakim, Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And there were added besides unto them many like words. God dictated to Jeremiah. Jeremiah dictated to uh, Barak, the scribe, and, and Barak wrote them down. Now, you notice how we call it the book of Jeremiah. We say Jeremiah said this, or Jeremiah did this. And yet Jeremiah dictated to a scribe, and we don't say that Barak is the author of the book of Jeremiah. People who um, who, who like to say, well, you know, these men were the authors and not God, uh, they, they avoid these kind of verses. Um, they, they don't like to think about this kind of situation where Jeremiah is dictating to a scribe and the scribe is writing it down because that's the exact parallel situation to God dictating to a holy man of old and the holy man writing it down. It's exactly what God did when he gave us the Bible. He moved within these men and they wrote as God had determined. They said exactly what God wanted them to say, just like Barak. What was that again, Jeremiah? Can you repeat that? And then he would write it down. Barak was not writing his own thoughts, his own ideas. He was writing what came out of the mouth of Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was telling him what had come out of the mouth of God to Jeremiah. It, it it's just one step removed. And, and that's how God wrote the Bible. And, and people, 
understand that. They understand that uh, a CEO, very important man or person, a CEO calls in his admin, as they're known today, and the admin uh, is going to receive the dictation from the CEO because he has an important letter to send to the whole company. So the CEO uh, relaxes and sits back and 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 composes the email to the admin who takes it all down, records it, and and probably today records it on her phone or his phone, and the admin goes back to the admin's desk, types it out, and sends it to the company, and it comes from the desk of the admin. And the whole company receives it, and they understand that this came from um, uh, Joan, the admin, of the CEO, because it, it was sent through her email, and the title is an important message from the CEO. And yet it comes from Joan, and all the recipients realize that Joan wrote it down on her computer, that Joan sent it to them, yet do they read it as though Joan wrote it? Do they read it as though it were coming from the mind of Joan, the admin? No way. No way. And does anyone receive it? Oh, this is from an admin. Delete. Because the admin can't tell me anything. And I don't care what what uh, uh, she would say to me. So I'm not going to listen. Well, you can believe that since that was an important message and 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 it called for action from all recipients, that that individual who would disregard the note from the CEO would be in big trouble and possibly lose their job because they were uh, idiotic enough to think that because it came from the desk of an admin that it would, could not have been from the CEO. And, and that, that foolishness would be enough to dismiss the person, to remove them from their job, because it's so obvious that the CEO is too important to uh, have to sit down to type out the whole message himself. Uh, why take the time when he can have his administrative assistant do it for him? Well, we understand that, don't we? And the secular man understands that. Everyone understands that. And I, I doubt there's anyone foolish enough to delete the message from an, an administrative assistant and refuse to accept it as from the CEO because the CEO personally didn't type it out. Yet, why is it that people understand that and yet refuse God who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the supreme authority and power of this universe and, and all uh, existence. He is the Almighty. Uh, he uh, is a billion CEOs and, and their authority put together, and that would not be enough to describe the uh, incredible power and authority of God. Why is it that individuals 
secularists especially and atheists cannot understand or comprehend that God would dictate to his assistants, the prophets of old, and declare to them now, here's my word, and you write it down, or you have a scribe, like Jeremiah had Barak, and and the Apostle Paul also had a scribe named Tertius, who he dictated the book of Romans to, and, and Tertius actually wrote pen Romans as the scribe. Paul dictated it to him. These men were uh, dictated to by God, the ultimate supreme authority, and and God gave them the assignment. Here is my word, and you write it down. I'm compiling a book, and 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 I'll put it all together, and I'll watch over it, and I'll have others send it forth, just just like an administrative assistant sends out the email. And, of course, it's understandable. Of course, it, it makes perfect sense that the God of, of false gods and Lord of lords and King of kings would uh, deliver his holy word in such a way. It's just that men are, men are so deceitful. We, we have to be honest about that. We all know it. Men are so deceitful, they... They they don't want to accept this as the word of the ultimate CEO of the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. So they try to find whatever they can find to refuse it. And if they had behaved themselves or conducted themselves in a similar way in the corporate world, they would be quickly out of a job. And, of course, when people dismiss and ignore the 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 word of god it leads to even more terrible consequences than losing a job it leads to the individual's destruction and as god says uh concerning his word in second peter 3 and verse 16 as also in all his epistles speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. That's individuals that are resting with the scriptures. They do so to their destruction. Imagine those that just outright dismiss the scriptures. Well, it's the same fate. It's the same end. They will be destroyed because... They were to hearken. This was the word from their creator. This was the word from their maker. And it is not to be lightly treated. Well, God in coming to the conclusion of his great writing, the Bible, the greatest of books, the Bible is the book. It is the holy Bible. There are no other holy books there are no other books on an equal footing. It's not that the Bible is one of other books that, that people uh, have to respect and revere and hold holy. It stands alone. The Bible and the Bible only is the Word of God. The Bible, as God has delivered it in its 66 books, 
with its concluding chapter, the book of Revelation, and, and this, um, sealing statement, dare not, do not add unto the words of this book, or the plagues written herein will be added unto you. This is the word of God. There is no other word of God. The Book of Mormon, you can throw it out. It is not from God. God finished writing by the end of the first century A.D. And then, of course, some men later, they, they, they come up with a ridiculous claim. Oh, we found another writing. We found some other writing and they call it the Book of Mormon. And they develop another religion. And it is a religion that has always, since its entire existence, led people to destruction. It has led people to come under the plagues written herein because that religion has added unto the words of this book. And there is no possibility, there never has been, even during the day of salvation, that anyone adding to or accepting of information that's added to the Bible as coming from God could have had salvation. They have only condemnation. They have only destruction from God. Or uh, when when someone adds to the Bible or they, they give lip service to the Bible like a religion, like the Muslim religion, they say, oh yes, oh yes, uh, there, Jesus was a prophet and Abraham was a prophet and, and the Bible was written by God. Uh, but then they say, although you can't trust it because it has seen corruption, the church has corrupted it. And if you ever have dialogue with someone of the Muslim religion, they, they will not hearken to the Bible. They will not listen to the Bible. The Bible is not their authority. They distrust the Bible and they instead have another writing, the Quran, that they believe is from God. And that writing, the Quran, is perfect without error, and they trust it over the Bible. And therefore, they have come under the condemnation of Revelation 22, verse 18. I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, this book, the Bible, no other book, it's not the Quran, it's those that hear the prophecy of this book, the Holy Bible. If any man shall add unto these things, the things written in the Holy Bible, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. When God finished writing the Bible, he finished moving prophets of old to record. There were no other prophets holding the official capacity of prophet that God moved to to give divine revelation after John. There were no other prophets. There were no other additional words, not A single word came forth from the mouth of God after he finished the Bible. And and any other writing, whether it be the Book of Mormon or a Koran, 
that dares to say this comes from God has added unto the word of God, and God says he will add unto those that do so the plagues written herein. And the Bible speaks of many plagues, many terrible things, and and basically the plagues are the wrath of God that describe the final destruction of the sinner, that, that they will be annihilated, they will be no more, they will not live, they will not enter into heaven, they will not enjoy eternal life in an eternal new habitation, living with eternal God. Those that add unto the words of the Bible will not go into God's holy heaven. They have broken his law. They have offended God and transgressed against him. And they are not saved by him. They are not of his elect people. Christ has not died for their sins as a result. And and therefore they will die in their sins. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.